no normal person is going to walk through uh, Costco in, in a diaper. Well, I did that for a promo we did through the radio station. I've been a radio personality for over a decade, a job that's repeatedly pushed me out of my comfort zone. Because of that, I've grown in ways I never thought possible. But here's the thing, I'm not superhuman. I'm just an ordinary guy who dared to try some new things and enjoys exploring the unknown. Now, life is short, and I realize there's still plenty of work to be done. As they say, if you're not growing, you're dying. So together, let's grow that comfort zone. I'll show you it is possible. You're going to hear me get uncomfortable, and I challenge you to do the same. Hello and welcome to Comfort Zone Chronicles. My name is Steve Kreisak. This is the podcast where actions speak louder than words. You're going to hear me get uncomfortable. I challenge you to do the same thing. We'll make that comfort zone a little bit bigger and hopefully make life a little bit better. I'm joined with Dave Crookshank. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. How are you? You were going to be my straight man, my guiding <laughs> guiding light through this whole journey. I'm going to do what I can. I'm I'm probably going to be the the one cringing more than you <laughs> at most of the stuff yeah. we're talking about on this show. So you and I have somewhat similar backgrounds. Mm. I'm I've 12, 13 years in the radio industry as and you're 23. In the, 23 years in yes. the radio business. Yes, but I left in 2012. Okay. Yeah, so I'm old. Okay, and this kind of happened by accident. Totally everything happens by accident. I'm sure. I'm a big believer in the right people show up at the right time. And to be honest, you and I have really just been acquaintances, I would say, Mm -hmm. for the last eight or nine years. Mm -hmm. And I had, out of the blue, I was looking for an answer to a question. And I've known your wife because I work with your wife. So I got your contact info from her and I just emailed you on a completely separate subject mm-hmm. that I thought you might have an answer, which you did not, by the way. I but didn't? no no big deal. I but, can't remember what the question was. But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. It was about some video production stuff. Oh, right, yeah. And then you had uh, just mentioned at the end, hey, by the way, uh, if you're interested in doing podcasting, give me a shout. Just so happened that I have been trying to throw together a podcast for, I've been not serious, but the last two, three months, I've been looking into it. So once I got on board with you, it's like, okay, now I have the person. Now I actually have to do something. Let's make it happen. Sure. Yeah, let's make it happen. So I spent a lot of time just trying to figure out what am I going to do this about? You know, I do like a little fitness here and there, but I don't think I'm, you know, I could do a fitness podcast. It just, I threw it around for a long time and I came back with the comfort zone. It always comes back to the comfort zone with me. Well, I'll tell you, uh, um, I tend to be a fairly decent judge of character and, and having known you over the past few years, like you said, as, as kind of acquaintances, um, my impression of you was, you're crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> quite frankly, you're a crazy person. And I mean that, of course, in in with, with all of the most respect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can talk about some of the things that you've done. You had a business for a while where yes. you were doing... Uh, I want to say telegrams, but you're, you're, they were poetry grams or diaper grams, or you were just doing weird shit. I would dress up as a baby, you yeah. know, and, <laughs> and deliver telegrams in very public places. Just me in like, they were actual depends. Like you would buy off a store shelf. 
adult diapers. I would throw on two of those and go into a public place and sing a poem that I'd written for somebody. Of course, I'm getting paid to do this. And we know there are some psychologists in the audience <laughs> right now thinking, hmm, I need to talk to you. You know, it sounded Tell like me a- about your mother. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've done some things in the last few years that I never thought that I would do. Going back 10, 15 years ago in high school, I'm doing stuff now that just seemed impossible. And it all goes back to when I started my radio career. I'm very thankful I got into radio because Mm -hmm. it's pushed me to do things that I never thought possible. Well, I'm I'm, I'm a lot more reserved than you are. You've got this, uh, what's the word, chutzpah. Right, this chutzpah <laughs> that you're not afraid to do anything. I mean, I watched the the um, our local chamber of commerce did an award show a couple of years ago that you were hosting, and you, oh yes, what did you you came out dressed as Bo Peep? You came out dressed as a sandwich. I didn't even know there was such thing as a sandwich costume, <laughs> or was a hamburger? Was it a hamburger? I think it was a hamburger, a hamburger yeah. costume. Yeah, um, and making stupid, silly dad jokes with your costumes. Um, and I thought this guy has, this guy has some verve for sure. Yeah. And that was in front of a crowd of five to 600 people. Yeah. hundred people. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's something that after doing all these things in my life, sitting in front of 500 people, reading a script and throwing in some ad-libbed jokes and a costume change here and there, that is now in my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I have mastered that. I know a lot of people's greatest fears, public speaking. That's Mm -hmm. one thing I've mastered. Well, I wouldn't say I've mastered it, but I'm very comfortable with getting on stage and, and talking to a few hundred people. So, and, and public speaking is one of my greatest fears mm-hmm. too. Um, um, and I've done it and I, I done, I'm an actor. I've acted on stage many, many, many times, but that fourth wall is my protective shield. Yeah. Um, and when I'm, when I'm acting and talking in a prescribed as a as another person through a prescribed script, I can't see my audience because yeah. there's a wall of light as well yep. that you can't see through. I'm fine. I'm yep. fine. I can dance around. I can be silly. I can wear costumes and I don't mind. But put me in front of people and tell me to talk about myself to them. No, it's not going to happen. And, and that's very interesting because that's where I think my whole journey kind of starts. Mm-hmm. Is one of the first classes I had in college. I t- went to Lethbridge College. Uh, communication arts, broadcast, journalism. And I remember this very vividly. It was within the first two weeks. One of our very first assignments was to get up in front of the entire class, which was only 35 people. That's nothing, man. Mm-hmm. And peers, mm-hmm. people I would had known for a little bit. But anyway, the, the assignment was to get up in front of these 35 people and tell a two-minute story about anything, anything you wanted. And I'll never forget how difficult that was just to stand up in front of 35 people I kind of knew and just talk. And I, I tell you, my face beat red. You could feel the heat coming off of me because I was so embarrassed. But that was where I think this whole journey kind of started. And that was, and I'm doing air quotes here, that was back in the day, right? So how long ago would that have been? That would have been September 2004. 2004. So it's 2020. What's that? 16 years ago. So you've been working on this comfort zone thing for 16 years. Now, when when you and I were, were uh, first having our initial meetings about this show, and, and uh, but you were talking about the comfort zone thing, and the, the only thing that I could think of knowing you was, where could this show possibly go? I mean, your comfort zone <laughs> is this massive... Yeah landscape of of experience that you've had, what mm-hmm. could you possibly do to step outside of your comfort zone? I had to sit down and think about it a lot, but there are certain things 
you'll see as the episodes progress, I don't want to get into it too much right now, but you'll see that there are things that do make me very uncomfortable. And I've been working on putting together a lot of these episodes right now. And even just doing that, I find myself getting uncomfortable, whether it's having to contact somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, Mm -hmm. and that's uh, part of the story. I think the great barrier to entry as far as expanding comfort zone is just doing it. Um, yep. You know, people, and, and, and I'm uh, absolutely of this group. Uh, I don't want to do things that make me uncomfortable, so I don't. So I just, I just, I just don't put myself in those <laughs> situations. And for better or for worse, I mean, you know, I've put my foot in my mouth, you know, in front of people before. And I guess maybe that's part of the fear is, you know, I maybe um you know i'm afraid to say the wrong thing or afraid mm. to to tick people off or afraid to you know put my foot in my mouth or be em- embarrassing and so by not doing it you can't do that right you can't make a mistake that way but you said a very important thing there and just do it just do it and in researching the comfort zone i did come across a great quote by bruce lee that I totally understand. And he said, if you spend too much time thinking about Mm -hmm. a thing, you'll never get it done. And that has been a problem of mine in the past. Too much research Mm -hmm. or waiting for the right time. I think that's probably one of the bigger problems is waiting for the right time to do something. In my experience, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that will say this, and I have heard a lot of the greats say this, there is never a right time. No. I remember uh, specifically when my wife and I were thinking about having children and we were talking to some of our peers that already had kids that were parents. Um, um, I have two kids, one's 11 and one's eight now, but um, we were talking, we were saying, well, you know, I think we should probably wait for the right time. We should wait till, you know, we're a little more financially stable or wait till, you know, we have a house or we're here or we're there in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, one of our good friends looked at us and said, if you do that, you will never, never have children because you will never have enough money. You will never be stable or solidified in yeah. your lives. I mean, a- apart from, you know, being super, super uh, uh, fortunate and super successful where you're making more money than you can spend. That's a very small percentage of people in this yeah. world. Um, most people like us are in that middle class, you know, that middle class lifestyle. And if you wait for that, if you wait then it's never going to happen. So just mm-hmm. do it. And sometimes children just uh, just happen, and they <laughs> come, and you you <laughs> have to deal with it. Yeah, we didn't have accidental children. Our, both of our children are very intentional. But <laughs> surprise, Dave. Surprise is the word. Surprise. And and you surprise just deal you. with it as it comes along, much that's, like how this podcast true. came along. Absolutely, it and just kind of got thrown in my lap, and I had to. I made sure that I scheduled meetings with you to make sure that I did the research to come in here. And get things done. Right. You've been doing a lot of work for this show. This has been uh, a lot of work on the side. And it's, yeah, like I'm already out of my comfort zone trying to set up some of these, Mm -hmm. some of these things. Uh, But switching gears really quickly, I'm I'm very curious if you remember this, because one of the moments that I got out of the comfort zone, you were there for, and it was the first time I met you. I went and auditioned for a musical. I believe it was the summer of 2012. Clue the musical. Oh, did you audition for? Th- oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clue the musical. I I don't know why I got this idea that I was going to take part in the show, and why I picked a musical when I can't sing <laughs> is beyond me. But I got this in my head. I'm going to audition for Clue the musical, and one of the requirements was to bring a piece of music that you would have oh. to sing in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I tell you, I practiced a whole new world from the Aladdin soundtrack <laughs> for a week. And then I went to the audition and I, I did it in front of everybody else who was auditioning that day. Like it, I got up there in front of everybody and sang when I fully knew that I couldn't sing. It doesn't matter how well you did. It was the fact that you did that. Um, I don't think you got a part in the show. Uh, no, <laughs> no. I, I did not. And I got to know the director in, in shows that I, that I was cast Shannon, in later, yeah. Shannon. Yeah, and uh, yeah. she said, you know, I loved you. You just couldn't sing. Yeah. And that's why you didn't get a part. Yeah. But you approached me. I don't know if you remember this. You approached me after the show and you gave me some encouraging words to stick with right. it. You know, right. maybe get involved with uh, the backstage crew or, or whatever yeah. it was. But, oh, yeah. wow. I don't, I don't specifically remember that. But, I mean, that's, that's amazing. And you've gone on to become the pantomime star. Seven pantomimes in a row. Uh, and, and of course, with COVID this year, there is not a pantomime happening. But yeah, after from 2013 to last year, I did every single Christmas pantomime. Yeah, at, and uh, a great job, by the way. Thank um, you very just much. Just this, just and 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 of course, this this goes back to all of that experience with you wearing diapers, and you're you're just you're able to get yourself out there and be silly. The pantomime. See, I'm a little bit more reserved when it mm -hmm. comes to, like, I can do. You know, I've done shows like Spam a lot, and I can do comedy shows, but yeah. but the the pantos are a little more kind of ad lib, kind of more silly, and they, it, that would make, yeah. put me out of my comfort zone because I'm quite self conscious. There's a lot of audience participation with a pantomime, which means they can yell things out, which may throw off the pace that you're used to. So you got to be on your game, really, because mm -hmm. things can change, things do happen. You have to just go with the flow, really. So that was uh, key in helping me wow, get out I, of my comfort zone. I didn't know that. Life. That's great. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So I've done that. As you mentioned, the telegram business I had where I'd walk, I'd dress up as a lady or a baby or a chicken and, and people would pay me to go surprise their loved ones for birthdays or anniversaries and things like that. A lot of the public speaking I've done through, through the radio and we touched on emceeing events. I've emceed a lot of events. And mm -hmm. apparently when you're a radio guy, uh, you're just the go-to person for weddings. I've oh. <laughs> I've emceed more weddings in my day than I, I I'd like to. But one of the most important lessons I think I learned was even before I started college. This is one thing I want to touch on quickly. And I was 18 years old. I was just allowed to get in the bars, you know, and and we were at this particular place in Lethbridge where they had installed a cage over top of the dance floor. And I remember people always trying to get me to walk up the stairs into the cage where everybody could see you basically dance. Yeah, like a go-go dancer. Start gyrating. Yeah. And I just thought, why would anybody in the right mind do that? that why would you publicly display yourself Unless like you know that? you're hot. Right? Well, there's that. <laughs> and I can guarantee you, I was not. I was not. But I, but I don't know what it was this particular night, most likely the booze, where I Most said, likely, that's, I think that's the, the, the great barrier to entry remover, isn't it? The Yes. So maybe I had enough drinks this night that I said, okay, let's do it. So I climbed the spiral staircase, went into the cage. It was probably 20 feet above the dance floor and danced. And as I'm up there, I realized one thing. Nobody gives a damn that I'm up here. And if they're paying attention to me right now, well, they're not going to remember in 10 minutes, and they certainly won't remember in the morning. Nobody cares. And it's something called the spotlight effect. Basically, we're front and center. 
in our own world. Mm -hmm. So we always think that the spotlight is on us and everybody's looking at us. Everybody's judging us all the time. Yet that's probably not the case. That's that's great. Um, what can we expect to hear on this show? I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah. let's talk about what people can expect. If they've if they've listened this far, mm-hmm. they're interested. So as I mentioned off the top, this is the podcast where actions speak louder than words. So instead of sitting around talking about how we can get out of the comfort zone or what's the best way to do that, I'm actually going to do it. Mm-hmm. I have a series of challenges, I guess, that I'm actually going to go out in the field and I'm going to do these things, record my thoughts, hopefully as it's happening, and have you really see, or hear, I should say, what it's like to get out of your comfort zone. You're going to hear me really get outside my comfort zone. I have a tremendous amount of respect for your expanded comfort zone already. Um, I've always said, man, that guy, I wish I could, I wish I could do half the shit that he does. I honestly do. And I don't know why I've pushed myself to do it. I think I just want to do things that people, normal people don't do. I want to be that guy. I've always wanted to be that guy who takes it one step further. No normal person is going to walk through a Costco in, in a diaper. Well, I did that mm-hmm. for a promo we did through the radio station. Yeah. Who would do that? Yeah. And why? I don't know. And it's did you just, make a lot of money doing it? Uh, that was for a fundraiser I did, but my telegram business, I made a small profit. Yeah. I did make a small profit off of it. But not a small fortune. No, God, no, no. It was more no. for I'd have to, for it, fun. It, you, you couldn't afford to pay me to go around <laughs> in a diaper. I promise so, you that. So, so you are going to hear me get uncomfortable. And the whole idea is to make you think about your comfort zone and how you could step out of it. You don't have to do the things that I'm about to do because it's probably going to be way, way outside what you would want to do. Baby steps. It's all about baby steps. I want you to think about your comfort zone and maybe just take little steps to get out of it. Just little steps and we're going to grow together. We're going to grow that comfort zone together. I think a part of it is just like thinking about, you know, identifying what it is that makes you uncomfortable. The the, the safe little things Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know. Great point. Uh, But in May is when I really started listening to podcasts and that's how I kind of got the idea that maybe I could do a podcast. But I was listening to this one podcast, um, School of Greatness, mm-hmm. Lewis Howes, and he had one guest on. I unfortunately don't remember the name. But he was talking about uh, getting out of your comfort zone. Make yourself uncomfortable every day. Okay? And that's something that I've taken to heart in the last several months. Um, I start my day off, and this is going to sound crazy, but I start my day off with a cold shower. I'll have my regular shower. And then at the very end, I'll turn off the hot water and I'll blast myself with cold water. You want to talk about getting uncomfortable? That's how you start your morning. There was a song that came out in, I can't remember if it was the late nineties or the early 2000s. I'm thinking of the late nineties by a guy named Baz Luhrmann. And it was called everybody's free to wear sunscreen. Do you I, remember that? I know the song. Yeah. And basically the whole song is a spoken word. Uh, it's got a beat underneath it, but it's, it's just a speech to the class of, I don't know what year, let's say the class of 2003 or the mm-hmm. class of 1998 or whatever. And one of the lines that he says in there is do something every day yeah. that scares you. Yeah. Do something every day that scares you. And that doesn't mean watching, you know, The Exorcist every day or jumping out in front of buses, but just push yourself and do something every day that scares you a little bit. And the more you can do that, the less is going to scare you and the more your comfort zone is. And I think, you know, ultimately that's, 
what the message is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally agree. All right. I am looking so forward to this show as we move forward. I'm, I'm, I've got goosebumps right now. <laughs> Just talking about all of the things that we're going to do. This is amazing. It's going to be awesome. One more Bruce Lee quote to leave you with. He says, knowing isn't enough. We must apply. Willing isn't enough. We must do. The Comfort Zone Chronicles with Steve Kryzak is a plugged-in media production. Hosted by Steve Kryzak. Edited and directed by Dave Crookshank. Executive producer is Rob Pape. To reach out, please contact us at ComfortZoneChronicles.com or on Facebook at Comfort Zone Chronicles. Check out our other great podcasts at PyMediaNetwork.com or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. <laughs>